I named this episode, There's Something About Mary. Not to rip off that movie title, because there is a movie called There's Something About Mary. It had Cameron Diaz, Matt Dillon, Ben Stiller, a comedy. But really, there's something about Mary that I am learning and loving every single day. I am on this true devotion to Mary. This week, I wrapped up what is Mary? Who is Mary? I want to know Mary. And so my readings were focused on her. There were some readings in the actual book of True Devotion. And something really struck me. I mean, to the core. Mary's beloved spouse is the Holy Spirit. We're still in the Easter season. Pentecost is coming. The disciples, apostles are still up in the upper room hiding for their life. And I'm positive that they didn't have the faith that Mary did. Mary knew exactly what was going to happen. I am sure they were running to her, calling out her name, hugging her, crying to her. And she probably just repeated over and over, the Holy Spirit will come. We must have faith. Let's pray. And in the book, it says, if we do not have Mary in our heart, the Holy Spirit will not flee to our souls and fill us. That may surprise some of you. It made me pray and contemplate that over and over this week. I kept asking the Holy Spirit to help me love Mary more. She has been assumed into heaven. She's the queen of heaven and earth. She is over all of the angels and the hierarchy. Basically, she's right below Jesus, if you will, God, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And yet, so many of us don't have a devotion to her or don't understand, quite frankly, her role in salvation history and how she is the Spirit of God. So she was kept hidden. She was perfect in her sinless ways, right? She was filled with the grace of God. She was filled with God's spirit. So her will wasn't even a question. She was 100% holy with God. And then her beloved spouse, the Holy Spirit, creates Jesus within her body. She is the perfect tabernacle. And as we approach the Holy Spirit, you know, coming in Pentecost in a couple of weeks on June 5th, I just want us to remember there's something about Mary that we need in our life. It kind of made me think really hard and pray about how much I want to run to Mary. And me praying the rosary lately, ever since I've started this true devotion walk, if you will, 
has been beautiful. And I'm praying the rosary more than just once. And I'm truly meditating on it. I know the Holy Spirit has poured out in me many times. And I know that Mary has been in my life and doing miracles with Jesus and the Holy Spirit during this walk. I know she took me to Jesus to heal my marijuana addiction during my last, my very first, I should say, during my very first consecration to Jesus through her. But I'm telling you, the 33 days of morning glory just did not touch my heart like true devotion to Mary, this consecration that I'm doing is doing to me. It's helping me realize how important she is in the church. And of course, helping me realize why other Christian faiths don't look at Mary the same way, don't devote themselves to Mary, and don't have dogmas of Mary in their faith. It's kind of like dissing God. Some all actually hate her. Others make fun of us, right? Because they think we worship her, which we do not. And others have complete, you know, just indifferent to her. Eh, take her or leave her. And honestly, that was kind of me. Even though, even though I had a miracle in my life because of her, I just was lukewarm. Sometimes I'd run to her, sometimes I wouldn't. Remember that false devotee to Mary podcast that I did? That was me. Almost every single one of those actions I had done. And then this book, St. Louis de Montfort, says that if we don't have Mary in our heart as our mother, we also don't have God in our heart as our father. You may be like, that's not true. I totally believe in God. You know, yes, I'm a little lukewarm or up and down with Mary. But listening, because I listened to the book, Listening to the readings over and over and over again makes such a difference. I hear something new. And if you're a reader, maybe you will read something new each time. And my heart is growing ever deeper for love and appreciation, but also knowledge and understanding of her. I'm receiving this God-given wisdom of the importance of Mary in our life. She was a perfect human being, living 100% the will of God, being so humble that she barely speaks in the Bible. But what she does say in her Magnificat is, beautiful and something that we should constantly remember. Her soul magnifies the Lord. So as she's sitting, sitting in this upper room with the apostles right now, 
waiting patiently for the Holy Spirit to come down. She is full of the Spirit of God, full of confidence, full of trust, and she is leading everyone. And we all know what happens when the Holy Spirit comes. They have courage and they just bust out of that upper room and start basically prophesying and sharing the salvation that Jesus has won for us through his death on the cross. And then they go to the four corners of the earth and spread it. And Mary was there always for them. Boy, to be a fly on the wall in that upper room, to hear her tenderness and her truth and confidence and calmness and peace must have been beyond, almost like you're sitting there with God himself. Remember, her spirit, her soul is God. She doesn't even have herself in herself. She has no desires, just the will of God. And she prays a lot and contemplates, contemplates things often, right? Pondering them in her heart. When Simeon's telling her that her heart will be, what was it, poked? <laughs> I cannot find the word that I'm trying to say. When her heart will be pierced there, poked. <laughs> I hope you're laughing out there because that was a stupid word. Her heart will be pierced and she takes him and is there at the crucifixion. She has been faithful all the way. We need to look at Mary as an integral part of our faith. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us love his beloved spouse like God does. And God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Mary is such a big component of the Trinity. God the Father gave her grace to be a sinless person. According to this book, she was pretty much hidden from everybody, even her parents. And then she gets visited by Gabriel and she's all surprised and curious and questioning, but then says, yes, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Do it unto me according to thy word. And then the Holy Spirit is in her. She is so filled with grace. I like to think about that cup of coffee, fill it to the rim with brim. I don't know, maybe some of you out there outside of America didn't have this brim coffee, but that was the slogan. And that's what I think about Mary. She's basically filled to the very top. There is not a possibility for an evil spirit to even come in. And that's because she is prayerful. She is humble. And she fully trusts in God. She has given herself to him. I highly recommend you doing this consecration. Most importantly, or this comment is directed to those who aren't 
devoted to Mary like me. I kind of knew Mary was important in my life, and but I never knew how critical. The words, if you do not have Mary as your mother, you do not have God as your father, I sat with for many an hour. And I looked at my own life and I said, well, I know that I've had an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I have rested in the Spirit. We can talk about that another time. I know that the Spirit is in me because I talk to the Spirit. I have that bodily whoosh. But I really did not understand Mary's role, not only in the Catholic Church, but in my own personal life. It's as if the scales are falling from my eyes and my heart is filling with love for her. And I want this for everybody because we need as much help as we can possibly get to be faithful and to be loving and to trust God. I mean, the gospel today alone, they're basically being told Jesus is saying, yeah, you're pretty much going to be killed because these people who are going to kill you are thinking that they're doing it for their God, that they're actually right in murdering you. And yet they go out and spread the word and every single one of them, except for John, was martyred. Now, that Holy Spirit was in them because they were also in Mary. Even if they didn't before the upper room, I'm sure after those weeks in that upper room with her, they understood Mary's role in the faith and in our hearts and souls. So there is something about Mary. Open your heart, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with love for her and devotion to her. And the next time you pray the rosary, pray and think of Mary. Where was she? What was she doing at each and every mystery? Even if the scene supposedly doesn't have her there, I guarantee you she's there. And ask her to open your heart to love her, to go to Jesus, to give you the grace to appreciate her and know her. And if you already do, then thank her and make sacrifices and offer everything to her, right? God gave her the purse strings of grace. The mediatrix of grace. She's the one that controls what we have as far as grace and blessings in our life. She works with Jesus. But Jesus cannot deny his mother. That's when the wedding at Cana came, right? And she said, they have no wine. Woman, what do you have to do with me? By the way, in that book, That goes to show that he was even looking at her and trying to keep her unknown. I've heard two things. One is he says woman because that's what God called Eve as he made her out of Adam's 
rib, I will call you woman. And of course, we all believe that Mary is the new Eve, the sinless Eve, the one that, you know, with Jesus replaces Adam and Eve, right? The good, holy Mary and Jesus. But this book says, no, I mean, not no, but says that Mary, she was kept hidden her whole life. So when Jesus says woman, he's doing the same, not to say, mom, I can't do this now, calling her out as, as his mother. The servants probably had no idea she was his mother, not knowing Jesus and her very well. They're at someone's wedding. But he cannot deny his mother. And that was when his ministry started. Right there was the first physical, public miracle that had started Jesus's three years before he was crucified. And I know that I went there with, you know, but the last podcast was all about us speaking truth because the devil is going to deceive and do not believe because this was one of my big trip ups. The devil deceived me. Do not believe that if you pray to Mary that you're dissing Jesus or dissing the Holy Spirit or dissing God the Father, they take delight in us going to her. And if you have consecrated yourself to Jesus through Mary, we give Mary everything anyway. Our deeds, our prayers, our sacrifices, our physical possessions, our souls. And she takes tender care of us and works side by side with Jesus. So let's spend some extra time learning about our Blessed Mother and asking God to take that knowledge from our head and move at those 18 inches or 16 or 20 inches, I don't know how long your neck is, <laughs> from our head to our heart and to fill us with love because nobody can love her more than God himself, the Holy Trinity. God the Father chose her from her immaculate conception when she was born. I mean, created, I should say, in her mother's womb. The Holy Spirit came down upon her, became her spouse, and created Jesus, our Savior, in her womb. Then Jesus spends her entire life. Jesus is with her for 30 years, obeying her. With the exception of, you know, them trying to find him in the temple, right? <laughs> He's 12 years old teaching the priests, etc. And she walks in like, hey, dude, what are you doing here? We've been looking for you. Oh, how did you sign? How were you looking for me? Did you not think I would be in my father's house doing his business? And then it says, and then he was obedient to her. So the Holy Spirit knows Mary's importance in our life and never will we 
be dissing him. The more we love Mary, the more God loves us. And remember, she is one with the Holy Spirit. She is filled with the Spirit of God. And I, for one, personally want her in my life in a big way. Think about that today. Pray on that today. Maybe get that book or download it in Audible and start this journey with Mary because it is incredible and I am starting a new week and I'm sure I'll have more to share on that. Sorry, this is so long, but it's really important. It's kind of been a game changer for me and I want all of you to continue to strive to seek new ways of loving God, the Holy Trinity, and Mary, and St. Joseph. I know a lot of you have consecrated yourself to St. Joseph. How many times do you pray to him? The Holy Family, especially those of you who have families out there, I would tuck Joseph right on in there. Last point, some of us have devotions to saints. That book says you could pray to every single saint every single day, but your prayers are would be much more taken in and considered and granted if we just went to Mary, who is above all the angels and saints. And St. Michael, the archangel, is the one who is truly head over heels devoted to her being the the head of the army the the army of angels around us that fights all of the evil that's trying to take us down thank you thank you thank you lord for putting these people in my life who actually listen to this podcast when i made mention that i wanted to start this consecration and try this one out who you spoke through to me. There's a reason that I have not done this consecration until now. Maybe I wasn't ready for it back then. But I'm ready now and I look forward to all of my I mean it's it's a it's a deep consecration. I mean I'm probably praying and reading for about an hour, maybe, maybe an hour and a half sometimes. So be aware. But you know what? I just started. I didn't think about everything that I had going on on my plate. I started the day before I traveled out to Nebraska, and I was going to be with a whole bunch of people. Am I going to be able to tuck myself away for an hour or an hour and a half? Yeah, I did. Every single day. I haven't missed it. And I've loved doing it. It's a wonderful time for me and Mary. And every single day, something new pops into the readings or ignites in my heart. And it's just beautiful. Okay, now I'm going to stop. Sorry, I just keep talking and talking and talking. But there must be a reason that I did this. And I want to thank all of you who came to me. And I like to thank God, because I just made the decision, boom, I'm going to do it because I was 
wanting to do it, but I kept making up excuses. It's never the right time. We always have too much on our plates. But this has been something that I look forward to every day. And you can too. It's beautiful. Okay. I love you all. I'm still down in Florida. I'm loving it. Got a little bit of sunburn yesterday, but it was the first day that I was able to get outside and enjoy the sun because it's been kind of rainy. So I'm really grateful for that. I can't wait to get home. I miss my husband. And again, I just want you to think about Mary today. There's something about her that we all could use more of. Okay, go find something more with God and Mary and have a blessed and inspired day. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.